Amen, amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. And for me, that's a testimony in itself. Because I remember, you know, my parents waking me up Sunday morning. And I was mad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Right? <laughs> but thank God that I'm saved. Thank God that somebody shared the faith with me. Thank God that somebody reached out to me with great expectation. Amen. Amen. So tonight, we're going to get right into the word. We give God all the glory, all the honor and the praise. If you could uh, put that graphic back up to me. So tonight, we're going to be talking about share your faith. If you didn't know what that symbol was, that graphic, that's the share symbol. And if you go anywhere online, whether it's a website, social media, email, anywhere, nowadays it's so easy and convenient to share things, right? You can literally share things that you believe in, uh, share ideas, share thoughts, different things like that at the click of a button. And so that share button, a simple share is, is just is extremely powerful. Especially nowadays, you see things online, they go viral. Millions and millions of people are sharing things. Just that simple, right? At the click of a button. And the share button, it doesn't care if something is true or false. The share button does not care about your lifestyle. The share button does not care if it hurts your feelings. Whatever information is linked to that share button, that's what's going to be sent out, right? Oh, man. So now, real quick test. So raise your hand if you ever use that share button for anything. And it was easy, wasn't it? Right? Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Don't raise your hand on this one. But do you share your faith as easy as you hit that share button? that pregnant pause right there give you something to think about but tonight like I said the share button it is so powerful and what we're going to be talking tonight about tonight is really sharing our faith right and so I'm going to start off by actually telling you guys a secret right and you online there's a secret to sharing your faith y'all want to hear the secret yeah. alright lean in a little bit the secret is, there is no secret. <laughs> there is no secret for sharing your faith. Everything you need to know about sharing your faith is in the Word of God. You can go to the Word and find scriptures, find principles, find stories and examples of how we can share our faith. So uh, tonight, we're going to just run through a few of those scriptures. And what I'm going to do, uh, so in order for a story or um, article, whatever, question, in order for it to be complete, there's five questions that you have to answer, at least five questions. Anybody ever heard of the five W's? The five W's, the who, what, when, where, why, and how, which is six, but they say the five W's, right? But we're gonna go through the five W's of sharing your faith tonight, right? 
So the subject matter that we're going to say, we're going to ask you these questions. Who should we be sharing our faith with? That's question one. What, shall we be, what should we be saying about our faith? When should we share our faith? Where should we share our faith? Why we should share our faith? And lastly, we're going to talk about how we can share our faith, right? Now, and you're going to hear this continuously throughout the year, and probably from now on, we're in the year of reaching out with great expectation, right? And does anybody out there know what the expectation is? Anybody? So, yep, it's not a trick question. Souls. That's right. That's what we're reaching out. We're expecting the harvest. We're expecting the harvest of souls to come into the body of Christ, right? Either new believers, um, people being rededicated, filled with the Holy Spirit, water baptism, all of that. That's what we're expecting. But in order for uh, that to happen, we have to know how to effectively share our faith, right? And that's what we're here tonight to do. Uh, this is, of course, not going to be an exhaustive, me exhaustive message. We don't have all night, but I'm going to share some nuggets with you, some tips, and we're going to answer those questions about sharing our faith. Amen. Amen. So now, and the reason this is based off of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, where it says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipment of the saints for the work of the ministry. So what we're doing here tonight, and anytime anyone gets up here, you should be more equipped than when you came in, right? Every gift that Jesus Christ himself gave these gifts to men for, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. And work, the work of the ministry is winning souls. That's, that's the primary work of the ministry. So anytime that someone gets up here, we're going to share tactics, we're going to share strategies. There should be something in this word that you can glean from that's going to help you to share your faith. Alright? So now y'all ready to get equipped tonight? Alright. Great. Now, I know that some of us, probably not anybody here, but probably people online, they have reservations about sharing their faith. Right? Sometimes the spirit of fear kicks in. You have to fear rejection. You know, there's obstacles to sharing your faith. But to be honest, most of those obstacles are internal. Most of those obstacles are right here. It's in the battlefield of your mind. So here in the United States, we honestly don't have many physical obstacles to sharing our faith. So what that means is for us to get bolder and to get more confident in our faith, maybe we just need to be better equipped. Maybe we just need some more information. Maybe we just need someone to share in such a way that, give, that, that really um, promotes some type of thought. And you take those thoughts and then you just cater it to your life and to your world and share your faith like that. I know if I was... Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. If I was an electrician and somebody called me to do a job, if I didn't have the right equipment, I wouldn't feel so sure about going in and doing that job. But if I knew that I was fully equipped 
to do, handle whatever wine problem that they have, I'll go in there with boldness and confidence. So that's, that's our goal tonight. We want to help you to be more bold, more confident in sharing your faith. Amen? Amen. I'm just going to pray real quick, and then I'll just get right into the message. So, Heavenly Father, we just come right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just surrender right now to you, Lord, as a vessel with a pure heart and clean hands, asking that your Holy Spirit will move and work through me tonight. Lord, we thank you that the word is not going to return void. It's going to accomplish the purpose that you send it out for. So any foul demonic spirit that try to hinder this word is now uh, bound in Jesus' name. And we thank you that lives will be changed, that souls are going to be saved, and that your people will be equipped for the work of the ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So now let's get right into it. The first question we asked was, who should we be sharing our faith with? Right? And that's a pretty simple question. And you already know the answer, but I'm going to base it off of Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. And it says, go therefore and make disciples of, what's that word up there? Uh, somebody, oh, man, I wasn't the best in, in spelling, but that's all. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So God desires that all men be saved. All men, women, and children be saved, right? So that includes the aggravating co-worker, right? That includes that, that person that did you dirty. Yeah. It includes the ex-spouse, that, that uh, politician, the government official. I won't go no further because y'all, I, I see some of y'all boiling up. I think I saw somebody biting their lip, just having a flashback but God desires for all men to be saved right everybody and you don't have to believe me I'm going to show you right here in the word first Timothy chapter uh, first Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 6 here's what it says it says I urge you first of all to pray for all people ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them now, somebody can get delivered just off of that, right? Some, some, somebody may have blessings or things held up in your life just because you're simply not doing this. You can't hold things, you know, against people and, and, and have the love of God in your heart. It says, I urge you, first of all, you do that first. First, you pray for them. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks. And how do you do that, right? And I'm, I'm going to finish that scripture, but it takes a renewed mind to be able to do that. It takes being filled with the Holy Spirit and really being generated and, and really be... Um, be strong in your love walk to do what those scriptures are saying. But the point that I was making is that he desires for all men to be saved. And let me finish that scripture. It says, now it tells you why to pray this way. 
It says, pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. So who want to have a peaceful and quiet life? Who want people to look at your life and say, man, they, they are godly. They have dignity. Right? The scripture here tells you how to do it. You got to pray for other people. And, 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 and think about them the same way God thinks about them. God's desire is for them to be saved. Like, hell is a real place, right? And, and, you know, I've heard people sort of in the world jokingly, you know, telling people to, to go there. But, like, hell is a real place. And you don't want to wish that on your worst enemy. That's an eternal place. Amen? It, it, it's no joke. But anyway, this is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and understand the truth. And here's the truth. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, and that's the man, Jesus Christ. He gave his life to purchase freedom for who? Everyone. So that's who you should be sharing your faith with, right? You have to realize that each one of us we have a high call, right? We have a high call from Christ Jesus. It's not just a regular call. We have a high call. The great commission is to win souls. It's not just the one that gets up here in the pulpit or, or the praise team or anything. It's, it's not always just the ones that's visible. Everyone has a call. Everyone has a purpose. And everyone has influence, right, in some area. And, uh, you know, whether it's your career, your community, the classroom, whatever season of life that you're in right now, like wherever you're working or whatever your task and assignment is in life, you're going to encounter somebody that doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You can encounter someone that is literally one breath away from hell. How does that sit with you as a believer in Jesus Christ? That's, that's pretty sobering, right? So that was question one. Hopefully it gets better. <laughs> I know it's a little tight right now, but it, it gets better. But it's the word. And, and, you know, reaching out with great expectation, that's the vision and the mission and the mandate that God gave our, gave our pastors. And they're serious about it. They're on it. So this is not just a gimmick. It's not just a slogan. You know, we're trying to pack the house, but we're trying to pack it. You know, first of all, we want souls, right? We want souls in the kingdom. It's not just a, a gimmick. We want people saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and fulfilling uh, their purpose in life. So let me get to number two. Let me get through these real quick. And number two is what should we be saying about our faith? And again, John 3, 16 and 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For, the son, for, for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him may be saved. So when we're sharing our faith, we're not coming with the message of condemnation, but we're coming with the message of reconciliation. 
right? If Jesus didn't condemn the world, why should we, right? If we're going out here condemning people, telling them where they're going, uh, I don't think that's how Jesus operated, right? We don't have to go out here and beating people over the head with the Bible, right? Even though you may feel like it. <laughs> like my granddaddy said, I'll knock the devil out you. <laughs> Take the Bible and, you know, but anyway, that's enough. <laughs> but we don't come with the message of condemnation. We come with the message of reconciliation. Because guess what? Most people already know that they're in sin, right? If, if, if they're not living right, they already know. And, and that's one of the reasons that we pray consistently that, that, uh, that the, the blinders be torn off their eyes because their minds are blinded by Satan. So we have to pray and, and tear off those blinders. We have to remove those blinders like, because the body of Christ... We are an offensive team. You know, we're not, we're not, this, we're not counterattacking everything that the devil does. We come out on the offensive, and we push the kingdom agenda forward. We push back the powers of darkness as we, we move forward in light. We move forward in power because we have the dominion and the authority because it's been given to us. Jesus said all power has been given to him. And then he gave it to us. So all we got to do is operate it. Like all of these mass shooting and things going on, we, we need to be on the offensive. We could have been, you know, we, we've been praying, of course, but like there's some things, honestly, that could have been subverted if all of the body of Christ was on the job, sharing their faith, if everyone was praying and interceding because the Holy Spirit will reveal some things to you, right? And this, you hear pastors say it all the time that the spirit realm is even more real than this natural realm. So there's angelic forces on each side that's at war and that's working. And we have charge over angels. We can send angels. The Holy Spirit can prompt us to send angels in certain places and cover some things and they will never know what was about to happen. And I believe that happens many times. Like, there's so many things that, and, and not to be hard, but we have to commend you guys also because, because of our prayers and because of our intercessions, there's some things that we'll never even hear about that the enemy had planned. When we come together on Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, and every day, the prayer teams, they stop some of the plans that the enemy has. Amen? Amen. So what should we be sharing about our faith? We should be sharing the message of love. We speak the truth in love. Right? That doesn't mean that we condone everything and we agree with everything, but we speak the truth in love. Hebrews 10 and 16, just to let you know that people know what they're into, Hebrews 10 and 16, it says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after the day, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. So it's already in their hearts, and it's already in their minds. So what we need to do is find ways to build up 
and encourage them where they are. Find ways to make that connection, right? A lot of times before Jesus did any type of miracle or before he preached or did anything, healing or whatever, a lot of times he just connected with the people, right? He found out where they were, what they were into, and, and, and uh, he was able to speak to them in their language. And he made that connection, just like many of you. There's some people that you can connect with. There's some people that are drawn to you that you are called to. And once you make that connection and open the doors, the, the, the doors will open for the gospel to be preached. You know, I think about um, for a while, some years ago, I used to be heavy of like just going out in the streets and doing what they call cold evangelism. They call it all types of stuff, but basically just walking up to people, sharing the faith, sharing the gospel. And um, it does, the word says, he who wins souls is wise. But there's many times that, you know, I just went out there off of zeal with no wisdom, right? <laughs> no wisdom, not trying to make the connection. Just basically going, hey, are you saved or not? If you're not saved, you need to get saved. Here, take this. No, no type of connection, no type of compassion, right? Well, we have to use wisdom. We have to learn how to really connect with people because, like I said, they already know. And also, when you do share, though, anytime that you do share, even if it was like me to where I wasn't that wise, it's still a seed being sown, right? It's still a be either, either a seed is being sown or watered. And you never know, God may just use you to get the increase that day. You just want to really be led by the Holy Spirit and wisdom, right? Also, what should we be saying? All right, I'm, on, I'm just on question two. I got to make it a little quicker. <laughs> but I'm going to still stay with two because I think y'all need to hear this. Um, we want to be transparently victorious, right? Now, we may not be able to break the scriptures down in the Greek and the Hebrew and things like that, but we can share what Christ did for us, right? It's about making that connection. When you look in the scriptures, you see Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? And at the heading of it, it says, the gospel according to Matthew, the gospel according to Mark, according to Luke, John. When I go out, I use this word because it's hidden in my heart, right? When I go out now, I got the word hidden in my heart, and guess what I do? I present the gospel according to William, right? I use these scriptures, I use the principles in the word, and I give them the gospel according to me. And I, I, I tell them about the good news of what Jesus Christ did in my life, right? How I made that connection. So even if you're not that, you don't have to be as fluid in the word. You may not have to, you may not be able to run down the scriptures or go through the whole plan of salvation from Genesis to Revelation, but you can share the gospel according to you. Share it because the gospel is what? The good news of Jesus Christ. And it's basically Jesus Christ did some good things in my life. And I want to tell you about it. That's what the good news is. Right? 
until you continue to grow and get better equipped. All right? We should always seek to be better equipped, um, and that takes more time in prayer, more time in the Word, hiding that Word in your heart, praying in the Holy Ghost, and really praying for one another. Here's a, uh, a great prayer to pray um, that we can actually pray for this, this for each other, and I'm actually going to pray for it <clears throat> right now. And it's um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19, and this is what Paul said. He said, ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and the Gentiles. So that's my prayer for you even tonight. I pray that God gives you the right words so that you can boldly explain the good news of Jesus Christ to those who you encounter that need salvation. Amen? Amen. All right, we're going to move. That's two. I got two now. Y'all think I can get through six? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make it happen. So number three, when should we share our faith? And the short answer is anytime you get a chance, right? Anytime that you get a chance. Um, of course, you ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and the right time to share, um, but it won't always be convenient, right? Don't look for just a convenient time to share your faith. You may be running late somewhere or whatever. You may be in the middle of something that you think is important, and then the Holy Spirit may tug on your heart. So hold on. You see that person right there? They need to hear a word from me. I'm not going to use my audible voice. I'm going to speak through you. And see, we need to be sensitive to the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit and, and knowing that not everything will always be convenient. It won't always be on our time. Because like I said, someone could literally be one breath away from eternity. Amen. And, and for someone to leave this earth like this, knowing that the Holy Spirit was tugging on your heart to share, I, I really wouldn't want to go out like that. But when it comes to sharing our faith, um, yep, I'm going to jump around a little bit. We're on three, but I'm going to skip over some stuff. I told y'all this wasn't going to be an exhaustive message. This is more, we just hitting the surface right now. Um, but I told y'all, don't, don't be discouraged if it seems like the word isn't being received, Right? When you speak the word of God, you just have to know that that's an incorruptible seed that's being sown, right? And see, an incorruptible seed, once it, it gets in there and takes root, regardless of what else grows up around it, that incorruptible seed is still going to grow in a supernatural way, in a supernatural way. So keep sowing those incorruptible seeds and trust in God. Um, and, of course, you share, also share, whenever you run across someone who's curious about the faith, that's an opportunity, and that's an open door right there. Um, and even if you don't feel confident, that's why it's so important to hide the word in your heart. Be consistent in the word. Be consistent in prayer. Get some scriptures that you know. See, your job, I hear people say a lot of times that, like, 
you know, I read the Bible, but I don't understand it. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm not really getting it. But see, your job is just to get it in there, right? And then the Holy Spirit brings it back to your remembrance at the right time. So, so even if you feel like you're not fully understanding, you're not fully grasping that word, get the word in you, right? And at the right time, when someone needs to hear that word, you trust and believe that Holy Spirit in you is going to bring the word back to your remembrance. Amen? And you'll be able to share. Let's jump to number four real quick. Where should we share our faith? And it's almost the exact same answer as number three. <laughs> Basically, anywhere you go, right? Second Corinthians 5 and 20 lets us know that we are ambassadors of Christ. And an, an ambassador represents an area. We're going to say an ambassador represents a kingdom wherever they go. And so we are ambassadors for Christ. So we represent Christ wherever we go. So wherever we go, we're looking for the open door for the gospel to be preached. We're looking for the open door for us to share our faith. Amen. All right. Now, of course, you know, with us living in this dark world, we're really in some, some perilous times right now. The last days, actually. And the last thing that the church needs to do is to dim its lights, right? I, um, I think I heard Brother Leon say it one time. He's like, the thing about the world is getting darker and darker. But he said the thing about that is it only takes a little bit of light. The darker it gets, the less light that it needs to make a difference and to make an impact. So the last thing we need to do is to, to dim our lights, right? Y'all didn't realize how uh, powerful that old little kid song was, right? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Y'all sing with me. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And here's the answer to the question. Everywhere I go, Okay, everywhere I go, everywhere I go, let it shine, even in Walmart, <laughs> y'all stop singing it, <laughs> when I'm driving in my car. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Everywhere you go, let it shine. Let it shine. Right? Let it shine. Let's, let's go ahead and, and move. We're going to jump right on the question file. Y'all getting anything so far? Yeah. Amen. Y'all getting equipped? Yeah. Okay. Anybody got some new tactics or tools or strategies they can use? Yeah. All right. Good. I'm just checking. All right. And number five and six, I'm going to sort of tie these together real quick. And it's, uh, number five is, why should we share our faith, right? So we're called to do the work of an evangelist. And you may be someone's perfect laborer. You might be sitting next to someone right now 
who has a wayward family member that they can't reach, right? That's why. You never know. Like, I grew up in church. I was in church my whole life. But when I went out into the world, my parents taking me to church and, and, and the prayers that they prayed and the word that they spoke over my life, it, I still went out into the world. And when I rededicated my life and when I came back to Christ and when I got really serious, it was, it was God using a stranger. Someone that I never knew. Someone that I didn't know. It was a stranger that came and really shared their faith and shared some things with me in a way that they made that connection and helped me just sort of get back on the path. Even though I feel like, you know, I accepted Christ at a very young age. I got saved at a very young age. Like, I can't ever remember not being a believer, but just went out there in the world and it wasn't, it wasn't somebody who went to my church. It wasn't a parent, wasn't a family member. It, it was my perfect laborer. And you may be someone's perfect laborer. Like I said, you may have someone that sitting right next to you right now that's, that's trusting and believing for a family member to come back to Christ or to get saved. And God had put the word in you. God had put the connection in you to bring them back into the kingdom, right? So that's one reason that you should share your faith because we just never know. And lastly, we're going to talk about how we should share our faith. And this goes right, pretty much right back to what we said in the beginning. You know, we're not sharing from a position of condemnation, but we're ministers of reconciliation, Right? We present, you know, we present the love of God, which includes his uh, disapproval of sin, right? So God's disapproval of sin is included in his love. So how do we do that? Uh, 2 Timothy uh, 2, 4, uh, 2 Timothy uh, 4, verses 2 through 6. I'm going to end it on this. It says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. But here's, here's, here's where it flips. And it says, then they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But, now the but canceled out everything else in that scripture, Right? So this is the part that really matters. It says, but you be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry, right? Sharing your faith is not going to always be pretty. You know, um, you know, there's some times that I've, yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten cursed out a few times <laughs> for sharing my faith. Uh, got threatened, even been uh, not so politely asked to leave places for sharing my faith, right? I don't want to say I was kicked out, but it wasn't a polite, please leave, right? 
But, but that's what we go through. But, you know, it says endure afflictions. Be watchful. Endure afflictions. Endure afflictions and do the work of the evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. You know, every situation won't be comfortable. Um, but here's the thing, right? Every situation won't be comfortable. But in God's eyes, every interaction will be profitable. Amen. Amen. Well, again, I'm going to wrap it up like this. We talked about the five W's of sharing your faith tonight. Uh, the five W's and the H, really. But who should we be sharing our faith with? What should we be saying about our faith? When should we share our faith? Where should we share our faith? Why should we share our faith? And how we should share our faith. Amen. Amen. Well, I pray that God spoke to your hearts tonight and there was something that you heard here that's going to um, leave you more equipped, right? Leave the words when the word goes forth, we're, we're being built up on the inner man. We're being strengthened on the inner man. So I know that the word went forth. Um, it didn't go forth uh, void. And I just pray that you use whatever has been spoken tonight that sticks. Use this to reach out with great expectations. We're going to end it in prayer, and then you are dismissed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word that went forth tonight. We thank you, Lord, for Harvest Church. We thank you for our pastors and our leaders. We thank you for the vision of reaching out with great expectation, God. And we thank you, Lord, that the word that went forth tonight is sealed in the hearts and minds of your people. They are better equipped to reach out with great expectations. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.